0: Hello, oh, hello, and welcome to the j Show. I'm so excited to have my friend Andrew on the show. He's actually running for state representative. Uh, he lives pretty close to me, and so I'm super excited to bring him on the show, talk to him a little bit about what he does, what he's running for, and, you know, of course, what he thinks about music. So thanks so much for coming, Andrew. Yeah, I'm
1: glad, glad I was able to make it, and uh, glad to be on the show.
0: Awesome, so Andrew, can you tell me a little more about what you do for work?
1: So, uh, for my profession, I'm a certified construction industry financial professional. Uh, so, a little background for more uh, nearly a decade, I worked for the world's largest automotive contractor, a company by the name of Wallbridge. Great company. They're top 50 in, in the country. And, um, you know, there I, when I worked there, I worked with a lot of groups uh, and understood how everything comes together. Uh, as far as accounting, financial reporting, mm-hmm. working with the procurement department, wherever, uh, throughout an organization to, to understand how a business runs and how uh, putting business plans together uh, are so important. And there I was responsible for uh, quarterly reporting on overall business uh, unit profit and loss. And I was also responsible for monthly reporting on overhead and operations uh, with hundreds of employees across the country and uh, various um, offices throughout. uh, We had offices in Pennsylvania, Illinois, Iowa, uh, obviously in Detroit, and uh, hundreds of project site locations throughout the country where major capital investment was being made and uh, whether it was the automotive industry or steel industry petrochemical uh, i learned so much there uh, particularly with the one sub unit uh, as part of our business unit where we self performed major equipment installations as well as uh, concrete and we awesome. didn't con- we didn't contract everything out yeah. we actually had, were the boots on the ground so i got to visit all of those job sites where uh, you know, I, I just really felt like we were building America. And then uh, just about three years ago, an opportunity came up with a local water authority. Uh, they were looking for a construction accounting and financial reporting manager to, you know, bring them up to speed on, on how financially a major capital improvement program should be run. Uh, a, they were a relatively new organization at the time coming out of the bankruptcy of the city of Detroit. And I was able to take my skill set there and add so much value uh, as far as optimization of, of lending and cash flow forecasting, look ahead, financial reporting, and mm-hmm. just general business practices that uh, as a new entity they weren't, they weren't really aware of. Hey, these are the things that we should be doing. And I was able to utilize that skill set and my years of experience. Uh, to to put it all together and and make clear presentations and arguments to implement a lot of changes and it's it's amazing how far the entity has come in just the past three short years. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's a skill set that I think I can take uh, and and apply throughout the state of Michigan and how we uh, how we operate our business and uh, whether that's how Michigan looks at funding roads and communicating that information to the public and so but understanding financial plans budgets and projections that's kind of my expertise so I'll be able to drive all sorts of uh, waste reduction initiatives and achieve results when I'm elected and, and go to Lansing.
0: Well, that's awesome. And I think that construction is such an important field. And it's funny, you know, here I am a musician uh, and teacher talking to you about construction, but, you know, I I believe that construction is so important for our community and and really every aspect of our community is affected by construction, you know, from when we're trying to drive on I-75 and we're waiting in all this traffic that affects us community that affects us in a very deep way maybe not as much right now with the pandemic as people are working from home um but from that to all the various buildings which buildings can get built um what are the ordinances um how tall can buildings be you know i know like there are some particular businesses that wanted to do business in troy that for one reason or another we found that they were too controversial we didn't want to have them in because it you know it paints Troy in a certain light that we might not, you know, Troy to be painted in. And then obviously like all these construction costs a lot of money. I know it's awesome that you've overseen multi-billion dollar um, projects and it, it's, it's exciting, especially when you think at the state level. Um, I know just in Troy, how much construction um, takes place. So I, I can only imagine on the state level. So what makes you different when you think about what you're running for? What makes, why should someone vote for you?
1: You know, I I bring a lot of new ideas uh, to the table. Uh, In in particular, an issue I'm very passionate about advocating for is returning Michigan to a part-time partial paid state legislature. You don't find a whole lot of uh, candidates out there for office saying, hey, let's get rid of the majority of the job that you're electing me for. And if you look across the country, Uh, Most people don't realize this, but Michigan is one of four states in the country that has a full-time, full-paid state legislature. So it's not a radical idea that I'm just uh, some guy out there saying, oh, yeah, let's do this part-time. No, people really do this across the country on a part-time basis. I believe our legislators should go to Lansing in 30 days and pass a budget and serve one weekend a month and bring forth focused agendas uh, because... Not only would it add value in eliminating um, millions and millions of dollars of salaries that we pay our 110 state legislators and the 35 senators, and uh, I'm sure we could probably look at reducing their staffs as well, Um, but in addition to the financial savings associated with the salaries and and converting to part-time, you have a different talent pool that becomes available to serve as a legislator. Not many people are willing to say, hey, I'm happy to step away from my job and go serve a two-year term as a state legislator on a full-time basis. Uh, for for me personally, this is going to cost me probably about $80,000 in lost earnings uh, when you look at what I make in the in my current role as compared to what I'll make as a state legislator. And that's something I'm very passionate about advocating for because I look and I see, wow, there's so many, so many people, whether, whether, you know, they're, they're an uh, executive of uh, some industry or they're uh, a normal everyday guy working on the line that they can, Take time, they can take a 30 day leave from their job to go serve their state and, rep- and their community and, and bring forth their ideas. And I just think you would get so many more people uh, rather than career politicians that are focused on uh, financing their next campaign and, you know, uh, whining and dining with lobbyists. And I think that when, when we're able to achieve this, the people of Michigan will win.
0: Well, and I think that this is a very controversial idea. But, you know, what I like about it is, you know, I think about the nature of our, our politics. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm all for paying people well. And I think that people ought to be paid well. But I think the biggest problem with having this as a full-time career, you know, as it pertains to being a politician, is I think in a lot of ways it creates the wrong incentives. Because, you know, I think on a national level, I think, I think it's funny that, Congress has a very different health insurance than the health insurance they sell us. You know, Mm -hmm. and it really creates like how they don't really care what type of health insurance we really get when they don't have to actually experience it. So, you know, I think about Mayor Ethan Baker. I mean, he's he has a full time job. He has a family and, Mm -hmm. you know, he gets paid pennies to be mayor. And, Mm -hmm. you know, what, what that does is it really forces him to really be a contributing member of the city and just to experience what everyone else is experiencing. And, you know, I'm sure in some on some level be great. He'd love if he can be full time mayor, he loves doing that. But because he has to still work his normal career, it, Mm -hmm. it means he has to be smart, he has to be efficient with the time that he invests in being the mayor. And it also means that he's just like any one of us, you know, absolutely. And so I think that that to me is what's most attractive. And I, th- I imagine not just for state legislative, but I think if, if the way we looked at politics in general, um, I, I think politics ought to be run by people who are just like us, people, ordinary people who are trying to make, make it in the world. And, and frankly, like you said, I think in a lot of ways, if we made it more of a part-time thing, it actually could open the doors that more people and qualified people could actually make their voices known. And, and people who understand our problems
1: yeah i one one hundred percent agree with you there and and to go uh one even further, Michigan's a great state um when it comes to our legislature, for one regard that we have term limits. We don't have that as much of the swamp like we do in washington d c where we have career politicians that have have spent you know forty seven to fifty years or however long uh in, in Washington and have very little to say for it, uh, we have term limits here in Michigan, but one uh, initiative that's gaining a lot of popularity is what's referred to as an Article Five Convention of the States. Uh, and there's an organization called US Term Limits that uh, is actively seeking uh, members of state legislatures to come together, when they need 38 states to uh, initiate this convention of states and they can propose a constitutional amendment that would implement term limits for our senators and congress uh people in washington and i think it's a great idea because uh you know like you said you you, you get people that forget how the rest of us actually live and forget what it's like to have a day job so um just another uh, interesting... Well, and
0: to be uh, frank, I think it, it actually holds politics more accountable. To tell you the truth, my biggest problem, my biggest pet peeve with politics right now, and I think that people on both sides of the aisle will probably agree with me, is that it they're so divisive. And what I hate about politics is I hate when good people feel that in order to win, they have to run these campaigns where my opponent is evil and they dance with the devil and they do all these horrible, awful things. And it's like... You know, I think about, like, imagine if, if I wanted to be a teacher or if I wanted to apply for any normal job, and in order to get that job, I had to go through all this scrutiny and, and, you know, I mean, I just think it's really not necessary. And I think that if being a politician was more of a part-time thing and it was just ordinary people what would happen is you get people of every, you could get people of every socioeconomic class being able to be represented in government. And, and, and what you would see is people not making a big deal because frankly, you can have this person be a politician and then next year or two years from now, this other person replaces them and you have more mm-hmm. consistency rather than this, this game of, okay, we switch, you know, this, this president, this president, this representative and everything is going back and forth. I think when you, when you take that out of the equation you can actually compromise more. You can find common ground. It doesn't have to be so divisive. I mean, would you find that to be true?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting way to look at it. You know, I, I do think when, when you make it part-time, there's certainly more diversity of backgrounds of individuals that'll come forth that'll uh, serve their communities more so than we have today. And it it does present a great opportunity for people to work together and come up with new solutions rather than, you know, what's my party line over here and what's yours over there? And, and well, I can't do that. I mean, you're going to have, you're going to have everyday people that are going to work together to achieve solutions.
0: Right. Well, I think the one great example I think about, like, you know, my, um, wife was part of this organization, Young Catholic Professionals, so we're a Catholic family, and, you know, she, she was president, and she only did, she knew that she was only going to do one term for one year, and, and she handed over the presidency to, you know, someone else, and it's just wonderful organization, and it's amazing how much work everyone in the organization does. You know, they have a president, vice president, um, and various officers, you know, I think they have like 16 officers who put on these big events um, for Young Catholics. And I think what's what's amazing is that these are all volunteers. None of them are getting paid, but they're working really hard and really passionately. And even when you switch presidents, it's not like there's this crazy big change and it's not like there's this animosity. It's very, you know what I mean? And obviously my, my wife does things differently than the past president and does things differently than the current president. And I think that like, in a lot of ways, our government can work like that where like we can be people and we don't need to be so obsessive about like you said what party line am i i'm a democrat i'm a republican i'm a libertarian it's like can't we just be people and we can express that i think this is the best way to go about the budget and then we can express and compete you know have a competition of ideas i mean what do you think
1: yeah i'm i'm all about not uh not just circling up with a camp and saying this is this is the party line and and here's where i stand i have to stand i'm i'm not afraid to stand up for what i believe is right Mm -hmm. Um, and i'm i'm more than happy to do so
0: Um, that's that's awesome no and and i think it's it's definitely exciting and i'm definitely um if anyone who's listening you like what you hear definitely consider voting for for andrew and what what's what's your website is it not on my dime
1: not on notonmydime.com yeah so back in in february i started this not on my dime organization advocating for returning michigan to a part-time partial paid state legislature so it was it's back in like 1968 it was you know two years after the fax machine came out that took you know seven minutes to send a full one-page letter we said hey you know what we need to have our legislators do this full time because there's just so much information they need to research. And and now with information available at your fingertips today, it's really not necessary to to engage in legislature on a full time basis. I mean if you ask if you ask most people throughout the state, you know, what what are ten laws that were passed this year? I didn't even know we passed ten laws this year, you know. The real obligation of the legislature is to pass a budget. And, you know, if they're able to work together and compromise, fantastic. Uh, There's a lot of common sense stuff when it comes to, you know, business reform where the lobbyists are going to come in and say, hey, you guys passed this law. You didn't realize the unintended consequence of what you did. Now you need to undo it. But yeah, so notonmydime.org is is my organization site and notonmydime.com. And it's my M M M I is in Michigan. Yeah, that's right. Not on my dime. M I.
0: awesome. Awesome. Very cool. So I want to transition a little bit. So we talked a little bit about what you do. We talked about, um, you know, politics, what you're hoping to achieve. Um, and then last, but not least I definitely want to kind of focus on music. So tell me a little bit more about music. Like do you, do you play any instruments or what type of music do you like?
1: You know, I do, I do play, uh, an instrument. I play uh, acoustic guitar.
0: All I strung, right.
1: I strum some chords here and there. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm by. Uh,
0: you're not Van um, Healing. <laughs> no,
1: no. You're not gonna. You're not gonna see me hammering out a solo. Uh, and you're you're probably not gonna see me playing at uh, at a bar or any gigs anytime soon. But uh, I'll break out the guitar around the campfire and you know, got a bonfire going but uh, I, I don't know if you offer offer singing lessons because mm-hmm. uh, that's that might be something that i could really <laughs> really benefit from i'm sure i'm sure my wife will tell you you know oh yes, no,
0: i literally just finished you know uh, teaching some singing uh, just just before we got on the call so yes we do 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 offer singing lessons and for anyone who's listening if you're interested in singing or guitar you can go to jropro.com that's j r o p r o.com for a free assessment Um, so, so what do you like about, you know, playing, playing guitar, like of all the other various activities you could do, why play guitar?
1: You know, it, uh, it really just mellows me out. You know, I, uh, (laughs) I listen to a lot of, uh, singer, songwriter, folk music, uh, you would think, uh based upon my musical categories that I might be like some kind of hippie guy, you know, Andrew's just, you know, he's got Simon and Garfunkel going and he's got, you know, um, Gordon Lightfoot. What's this guy's deal? Yes. Know? But just, just easy, easy going, you know, nice strum chords and uh, you know, more modern stuff. I obviously I like with like Mumford and
0: Mumford and uh, Sons. Yeah. they're yeah. Really awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, but a lot of a lot of classic folk type stuff. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. And it's funny just just seeing like the the smile on your face as soon as we started talking about the music. And I think, you know, the funny thing is music is not something that's necessary for life. It's really completely not. But what I think is music gives a reason for life. It gives like this, this passion. It gives a purpose. And there's something magical about when, when you're listening to a great song or when you're playing a song on the guitar, there's something like, I'm, I'm making this music. I mean, have you ever felt that way? Like I am making absolutely. music.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I, I'll belt out uh, singing along, but uh, like, like I said, when I sing, it doesn't sound so pretty. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, you know, people are asking, you know, who, who sings that song? <laughs> let's keep it that way
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. well no that's awesome though still that you you know even if you're not perfect you're still willing to to share to share it um and obviously it's great when you can feel really good about the way you play guitar the way you sing but i think even just even if you're not that talented even just making music there's something it just releases something um within the soul so it's it's awesome definitely
1: a way to clear your head you know uh, if it's been a long day You know music is is therapeutic uh particularly the you know vibrations that come off of uh, acoustic guitar it just it does something for the soul
0: you know awesome so last question so if someone knew nothing about music and was thinking they wanted to learn where would you recommend they start let's say if someone wanted to play acoustic guitar how would you recommend they get started
1: well i'm i'm self-taught um and i I learned you know I was more interested in electric guitar and, and more like uh alternative music uh you know like blink one eighty two uh, growing up and um, you know I learned a lot of power chords and and um you know guitar tabs, so you know just picking along and, and you know watching some youtube videos here and there when I was younger and um I had an uncle that uh, played, he mm-hmm. taught me some chords. I didn't, you know, hang out with him and mm-hmm. he'd teach me a few things here and there. And I yes. said, wow, look, I learned, this, I learned this chord. I learned that chord. And you learn three or four chords. And before you know it, you can play 50 different songs, just exactly. a different way, different way to arrange them. So just, I'd recommend if they want to learn acoustic guitar, learn a few chords and, and just strum and, and have fun. And
0: yes. no, enjoy and I, yourself. And, and they
1: prob- probably wanted to talk to you, I'd, I'd imagine, you know. Uh,
0: yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, it's amazing how much, like, I feel that like there's no better time to learn music than now. Because especially with all the technology we have, it just made learning music even easier. You know, and YouTube is a fantastic resource. And like you said, ultimate guitar tabs. You can, like, go into Google and look up the chords for any song. It's awesome. Hmm. And all this is for free. And that's cool. And then sometimes people are like, well, if I can do all this for free, like why should I take music lessons? Well, frankly, like now is the best time to learn a lot for free. Now, what music lessons do, what i found is, number one, they, they keep you accountable, right? So even though there's all this free stuff out there, most people just don't, don't do it, right? So knowing that you've made a commitment, you know, every week that you're going to be coming in for a lesson, I find it's extremely helpful. I know like my music teachers were so helpful for me. Um, And not only do they help me with learning to play the guitar, learning to sing, but I just felt like they helped me become a better person. They helped me to develop the discipline to become a person of higher character. And then, you know, music lessons also great because, you know, I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what order to go in or what's the best way to learn and having a teacher can help shorten the amount of time it takes for me to get from where I am today to where I want to be. you know. And they might help me find which chords are most important or what are some songs that use these same chords. Um, so obviously, can someone learn without a teacher? Absolutely, but having a teacher helps them get there much faster than they could on their own. Uh, and again, for anyone who's listening, if you're already a student, you're fantastic. If you are interested in music lessons, you can go to jropro.com. That's jropro.com o.com to get a free assessment. And it's been so, so much fun having Andrew on, on the show. We talk about a lot. We talk about his job and all that he does in construction and management. Uh, we talk about politics. He is running for state rep. Um, and if he's in your district, what district is that?
1: It's the 41st district, which encompasses all of Troy and Clawson.
0: Awesome. So yes, then you can vote for Andrew. He's great. Um, and then also if, uh, he also talked a little about music and, and he plays acoustic guitar and he loves, you know, jamming, uh, he's played some Blink-182. So uh, this was a great conversation, Andrew, and thank you so much for coming on the show and we'll see you next time.
1: Sounds like a plan. I look forward to coming back.
0: Awesome. Awesome. All right. Bye-bye guys. Thank you for listening to the j Podcast. Please leave a five-star review, because you are awesome. Thank you again, and please leave a five-star review.